back to another episode of the Broker Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Adonolfi, and welcome back to episode 11, to be exact. And we have uh, we have Drew back on with us, marketing hey. marketing guru here at LDI. How's it going? Oh, it's going, man. It's uh, It's been a nice, hectic week here in the LDI studios. Yes, it has. You know, we've had some people in and out. It's actually, I'd say it's kind of refreshing, right, to get, get some more people in the office, get some camaraderie going, and, and start talking with some people. Um, doing it the safe way, obviously, but of course, um, yeah, it's been good, man, and, yeah. and good to have you in the past two days. Yeah, yeah, back to back days. Uh, you know, I, I, for everybody that doesn't know, I've been uh, mostly working uh, away from the office. Yep, coming uh, in to record we, with us as we do our our you know proper uh, distancing. Yep, and so yeah, I've been in for the for the podcast and and for a few other things here and there, and uh, been here the last couple days. Yeah, man. Well, I'm excited to have you on again uh, and and get into. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say, no, I'll just flat out say it. It's not really a marketing kind of, you know, episode or anything like that. We're going to get into something pretty cool, though, that I feel like uh, not a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about or paying enough attention to, which is cybersecurity for your yes. small business, right? And that's, it's important. It's really something, probably the number one thing for people to take away from this is you have to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the last thing you want is getting ransomwares on your, uh, on your, your, you know, working laptop, your working computer, whatever that might be, um, some malware, stuff like that. And then it's like, now I can't book freight, right? I mean, right. that's that's throwing you in a tizzy right there. And then you've got confidential information from your customers, things like that right. get stolen. We've talked about it a couple of times in the just in the past uh, year where how it's drawn companies, it's just ground them to a halt. Yeah. And yeah, we've seen it. Giant right? companies, right? <laughs> Titans in, in multiple industries have been ground to a halt. And ransomware can be almost random, right? Yeah. It just hits you. It gets on your computer and it's in. We've had some bad ones the past uh, couple months, even at a at a high level, right? And yeah. The ones that we talked about it was the JBS and then uh, the uh, the cattle, the right. cattle industry with yep. that. Which you know, I feel like it's a good time to kind of revisit it, right? It's been a little bit since those have happened, so maybe um, you know it's it's in the back of the minds of of most people out there. But hey. When you're talking a freight broker and your business and the way you run things, it's going to be a very important key and a very key, very important aspect, right? And an afterthought at most point, you know, right. in most people's minds. Yeah, you don't have to worry about cybersecurity until you do. Yeah, I like that. That's that's quotable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. I, I like I said, we didn't uh, obviously we weren't uh, around last week, so I thought it was important to to get you in here and, and get the podcast, get an episode out here. Um, we'll probably have Eric come back next week. I know that uh, he's been drawn away in, in six different uh, six different angles this week, as, as well as me and you. So, right, <laughs> trying our best here, right, to, to service and uh, and to get an episode out to all the fans out there. So, speaking of fans, if you're listening to this on uh, on your podcasting format, uh, one, subscribe if you haven't. Two, give us a like, give us a share, um, tell your colleagues about us, tell us, tell your friends about us, everything like that. Give us that. That six star, no, I'm talking five star review, um, but we'd like that six star review if they could ever do that. Um, but yeah, so we're back, and before we get into dive into the cybersecurity, we're gonna keep things light today again. Um, we're gonna go into a little update in the NHL overall, and, yes. and obviously our our hometown Buffalo Sabers um, had the NHL draft. This uh, was it was it last week, was last week? last Wednesday, last Wednesday, yes, and then. Uh, just some more updates on, you know, I feel like we're at almost at the center of the uh, the NHL offseason because we have the biggest piece to ever be offered up in right. trade in many years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack Eichel. Yeah. 
So, I mean, what we've seen in the past couple days is the suitors that we thought were coming out for him, Vegas, the Wild, those two right off the bat, seems like they may be out of the race, right? Right. Or at uh, least for now. Yeah. I forget. Give me the name again of, of who Vegas just signed. Uh, Evgeny Dadanov. There you go. From from Ottawa, right? Yes. Um, I ha- I'm not very familiar with him. Maybe if Mueller was on here, he could probably tell us for about 20 minutes uh, the, the bio on him. But... Oh, he'd tell us where the guy <laughs> played when he was 15. Yeah. But... For everybody out there, who was it, $5 million cap yeah, hit? His, his cap hit is $5 million. Uh, Vegas did not have the kind of space where they were going to take no. on a $5 million cap hit and a $10 million cap hit. Yeah, people forget that Eichel cap hit. That's 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 top. Yep. Right? And so now, I mean, there's still ways it could happen, mm-hmm. right? But now we're talking about if it does happen, Buffalo's taking something back, they're retaining salary, yeah. things that you just don't want to have to do when you're when you're giving up an all-star player. And when you're in the position of the Sabres, right? I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, and in this era, it's a big power to the players era. But at the end of the day, this is a business, right? I mean, it is. And that's how things run. And you have an asset. I'm not just going to, because he's unhappy and doesn't like it here, it's not just, okay, well, then we'll just get screwed in a deal. Right. And and just set ourselves back five years. Not going to happen, right? So they're in a position of power, and I think they have all, all the all the chips in their favor right now where it's like, you know, hey, if we have to wait it out and you, you have to play this year, well, then that, that might be it, Jack. You might have to play with us. Cause... Yeah, and, and I think Eichel's a professional, right? Yeah. Like he, he's going to, if he has to play for the hope. Sabres, yeah. I think he'll show up. And and he's basically what he's going to want to do is show the rest of the league, hey, you want to come get me. I'm worth it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hey, that'd be great. I mean, and that's the thing too. Like that's the next point in the draft, right? They're not going to be relevant this year. No. I mean, by <laughs> I've seen crazier things happen, obviously. Yeah. Um, but all signs point to even with a healthy Eichel, you got Reinhardt out, you got Ristolainen out. I mean, you've lost some key pieces. Right. Probably looking at losing Allmark. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're you're basically taking one of the worst teams that's ever played a season of hockey. Kicking Certainly a the, good ones the, off. the the worst team last year, having them lose probably three of their best players mm-hmm. and, and Ristolainen whether you think he's one of their best players or not yeah. he's, he's a useful player right, right. He's, he's a veteran presence right? yeah. yeah he's he's certainly you know he gets maligned he might not be worth his contract whatever he's still the Sabres are probably better having him than not having him all else being right now player. yes right got a new guy in the wings though yes our, our number one overall right I mean that's Twice now. We've gotten number one overall, and we've gotten a defenseman. Right? Yeah, twice. Yeah, so. Both times it was the obvious pick. Twice since, the, I mean, uh, it was 2018 yeah. uh, when they when they took Darlene. Yep. And also that's the fourth time ever that they've had the first overall pick. Wow. I didn't know that. That's, yeah, that's so it's been stat. it's been more than 50 years. Uh, their, overall, their first overall picks, they had the first draft pick they ever did was first overall. Oh. Uh, was, Housley, was it Housley first overall? No, no. Um, Can't I'm just trying to think of who the first overalls were, besides Darlene and Power. Yeah, so uh, Pierre Turgeon. Okay, okay. Who they yep. eventually traded for Pat LaFontaine. Yep. Um, I remember him. And then... Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, blank now. Yeah. On, I can't on, I, You know more the, than me. <laughs> and, 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 like, I'm drawing a blank on the I'm so bad with names. He's, he's like <laughs> you got the, one that I didn't have. He's, he's like the Buffalo Sabre. Not, not Perot. Yes. Gilbert? Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was number one overall. How did I not know that? 
Yeah, I, mean, I got to give up my history. The year the Sabers uh, came into the league. Yeah, that's right. They, actually, he they was basically there. won him in a game of roulette with uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> yeah. And when I say roulette, I mean it was an actual wheel. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? The seventies. So I mean, that's nineteen seventy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, who knows what was going on back then? But oh yeah. That's great though. But yeah, so Owen Power, first overall pick for the Buffalo Sabers here. Um, Let's get your thoughts, Drew. What do you think about it? Yeah, so he's a big guy. Yeah, um, he's six. not. He's not really like a. a he's not a physical player mm-hmm. by default, right? It's not his first uh, instinct. He's not wrist aligned. Um, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but he uses his reach. He uses his size for positioning more. Um, he's a good skater. Yep. Um, I haven't really seen a lot about his offense offside. I, don't, I know it's there, but I haven't really seen a lot of it. Um, That's, what I've heard is he wasn't called upon to do that at Michigan yeah. much. Um, not saying that he doesn't. I think he's got a cannon as far as a slap shot, which most big defensemen will. Yeah, well, especially when you're 6'6". You get a lot of leverage in that. If he doesn't have a cannon now, they'll yeah, well, they'll yeah. get him there. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and if he didn't have a cannon or at least signs of a cannon, there might be issues and he probably wouldn't be going number one overall. Right. Right, safe to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean – the big thing for me, I like the pick solid. It seems like he's going to be, you know, as long as he continues to progress the way he's been doing his whole life. I mean, I think the kid's still 18, right? right. So he's got time to grow. Um, you think like Darlene, right? 2018 yeah. we take him. This kid's just turning, what, 21? Right. You know what I mean? So same thing with Eichel when we took him. Um, so these guys got a lot. They, they can grow into it, but he's growing into a huge frame. 6'6". Six, six. He's already like yeah. 210 pounds or something like that, 215. I mean, he's gonna. he's got room to grow. And... Um, as long as he keeps at it, I think it's a great, great pick. I mean, the only thing that worries me is going to play at Michigan probably for another year. Eh, I shouldn't say worries me. I'd say, you know, you'd like to see him on the ice right away, but I think we've been spoiled by the last two uh, high picks we had. Right. Generational talents. Yeah, I mean, it's especially, you know, Eichel being um... – you know, Eichel being number two overall, you don't usually see the number two overall person being a generational talent, right? Yeah. That was that was a special draft. Yeah, it was um, like and, the uh, Crosby Ovechkin, <laughs> right? And and Darlene is really he's he's right up there in terms of these are not guys that come along even every year. Yeah. Um, and Owen Power might very well be one of those you know one of those cases. He was mm-hmm. really the clear number one um, for quite some time before the draft. Yeah. Um, but he, he wants to go back to Michigan. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Sabres fans are a little leery of that because they're a little worried that he's just going to play three years at Michigan and become an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. I I can't imagine that. Like, like it yeah. would take a really um, interest. like, that would be a strange way for him to go. Usually when you see that, it's somebody that wasn't really getting NHL offers in the first place. Yeah. If nothing else, an NHL rookie contract is going to be three years. And you're going to put yourself. nine hundred grand a year. Like, yeah. I would want that. Right. From Powers. <laughs> perspective too are you going to put yourself behind the eight ball as far as your reputation in the league right away of like oh i went to a bad team i'm gonna pout about it and not play for three years and then try and go you know what i mean like yeah. i just don't whether think that's it's the right concern. assessment or not gms will definitely do that right? oh yeah <laughs> whether that's right or wrong assessment they will assess that um so yeah i mean i'm good with it let him sit for a year i i would say he's more of the you know replacement to aristolainen right a bigger guy um, like you said, not innate, not naturally physical, but being that big, uses his body for space, kind of makes him physical, and he grows into that frame, could become a physical player, right? Absolutely. You see that a lot, right? They, they get into the NHL, and right, how physical are you really going to be at Michigan? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and, it, I mean, at 18, right? I mean, yeah, the size, I totally get, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it, man. And I, and I do like it because... 
you lose a guy like Ristolainen, um, you know, whether you you liked him or you hated him, right? Mule's over there, he, he hated him. <laughs> he's so glad he's gone. But can't argue with the fact that that guy took a lot of valuable ice time. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and he's taking it with him, right, to Philly. And then we're not getting that back, right? So you, you kind of plug and play open, Owen Power. Maybe you have a bad year this year. You get one of the top three picks. There's a clear-cut number one. I forgot his name, Smith or something like that, coming out this draft. But, um, yeah, I think you set yourself up for the next, you know, draft or two. Um, you know, it seems like we've been saying that for 10 years now here. For and, and we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's really it's getting to the point where you, you want to see them take a step forward on uh, some level, and it's got to happen. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, losing the, they're starting to lose the fans. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I – uh, you know, I'll never, I'll never abandon him. But uh, my interest in the last ten years has exponentially decreased. Big yeah, time. yeah. I, I mean, I, I love the team to my core. I still do every bit as much. But I gotta tell you, there have been times where I end up watching Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are right. You are right. It's a little more exciting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get the thrill of uh, guessing the right answer instead of just seeing four goals in. Two minutes on your hockey team. <laughs> Frankly, there have been times you are more likely to see a big hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Well, good. We'll continue to monitor that, obviously, when that Eichel trade, if it does go down, we'll, we'll have a nice little uh, update on that in the beginning of our episodes here. But, yeah, Sabres, I think they did all right. And, and kind of wrapping that up, I think they did all right in the draft. And I feel like this draft's going to be, uh, you know, Tell me in two, three years how, how it worked out. Yeah, you know? and they all are. Yeah, especially in the NHL. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and we'll pivot to, uh, speaking of, of some defensemen and some security, we'll, <laughs> we'll get over there to our cybersecurity. That was a terrible transition, but I just went for it. Um, but, yeah, so cybersecurity for small businesses, and, and particularly, obviously, we're talking freight brokers, right? Right. And, and the agents that we um, partner with have their own small businesses, right? That's what they do. That's, that's what they are. They have their own shop, whether that's, you know, I have five people underneath me and I got an office, or that's um, one guy or girl in a home office at my house booking freight, right? That's your business. So cybersecurity, I guess... Drew, I'll hand it off to you and just kind of take us through some some common ones that you could see or what to look out for maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we talk about cybersecurity, a lot of the times we're talking about malware. Um, and that's kind of a catch-all term. It's it's software you don't want on your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, malicious software, that's actually what it's short for. Malicious software malware. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so viruses and uh, ransomware in particular are malware. Uh, viruses, there's there's a lot of, I think, kind of uh, people use these terms interchangeably. There is a little bit of a difference between a virus and ransomware, and that, I think, is why malware is a useful term. Okay. Right? But what you need is what you need to do is prevent any of these things from getting onto your computer, and there's, there's ways to do that. Um, now, with viruses, obviously the first thing that comes to mind, antivirus software. Yeah, some um, McAfee, some John McAfee. <laughs> We, uh, we, we won't get into any individual people, especially uh, <laughs> ones with, uh, with, with past that we don't want to talk about. We don't have time for. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We don't have time for it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of software, right, that, that is available for antivirus. Yep. Um, honestly, probably best for people to, to research that on their own, get recommendations from people they trust. We don't need to, to tell people which one to use. Just please use one right uh what about this one this one i feel like uh, is one of the biggest 
in freight brokering because you just you might get enticed by it, but some phishing emails, right? Yes. Maybe from a customer or an executive, you know, hey, please call me or, or hey, we got this going on. And what what are you looking out for in those cases? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. One, the, the more either scary or enticing an email is, the more likely I am to kind of give it a little side eye, mm-hmm. right? But uh, the other thing too, keep an eye out for emails that come from either Gmail or Yahoo or some other free service. When, you know, if, if you if you get an email from somebody who is supposed to be a, a freight executive you know, or the shipping manager of a major manufacturer and they have a they have a Yahoo email address, that's probably not right. Yeah. Unless they forgot that they were on their personal email. Yeah, it's probably not right. <laughs> right. And, you know, a good thing to do about that is if you get something that you're not sure about and you really want to check on it, go to their go to their website. Yeah. Find that person's contact information another way. Find somebody to reach out to there. Or if it's seen, because I've seen it before where it's somebody you know, right? Like, uh, yeah. you know, let's say here at LDI, the president, you know, they sends an email over there phishing. Uh, and you maybe just pick up the phone and call that person. Like, hey, did you just send me this email? And yep. it's like, nope. It's like, oh, okay. All right. right. And <laughs> now then, I know. And then you know. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you know the person, right, maybe just right. give them a call. <laughs> well, and what's great, too, is if you if you don't know this person, right, you're doing them a favor. Yep. You're calling them up and basically saying, hey, there's somebody that's uh, that's spoofing your email address, or there's yeah. somebody that's that's reaching out pretending to be you. And also, do you? Move and then, freight? hey, right. <laughs> it's a it's a great way to, to to foot in the door. That would be a right? funny that turn would be a funny a, prospect. Yeah, try to turn it into a win if you can. Yeah. Is it going to work every time? Absolutely not. No. Is it going to work sometimes? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's I, worth a shot. I'm here for it. Yeah. Why not do it? I'll tell you if I if there's anybody out there that's ever gotten a customer from a phishing email. <laughs> Reach out to us at the Broker Bros. I would at, love at to hear that story. Because we're going to have you on the, on the podcast because I want to hear that story. Absolutely. That would be a great story. And and you know what? Start trying it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you're but, listening, start trying it. But when that email comes in, don't click on any links. No. Don't reply to it. Delete it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, one thing to know, too, if there's any images, your, your software, your email software is probably going to block those images from downloading. Don't download those images. Oh, good point. Good point. Uh, that one, you know, you don't know what is in those image files. Uh, two, they can actually see whether you've downloaded those images, and they can say, "Okay, this person to open this email." Yeah. Now I know this is a real address. Let's keep hitting them. Yeah. And now we know. Hey, he he actually opened it up, and you know, we got an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Let's get so the game together, boys. We're going after him again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so be careful with that. But yeah, if it's somebody that you know or that you know of, right? That that might be a good person to contact. Um, if it's somebody that you that you know that you do regular business with, always just a good thing to call them up. You know, kind of help them out, make sure they know somebody's using their their name. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think then we've got down the common threats, right? We're going to talk about, we're, we're talking about malware, viruses, ransomware, and some phishing emails, right? That's right. primarily what we're going to see um, as a small business. Right? right. And phishing, keep in mind, can, can take a lot of forms. It usually yeah. is an email, but it might not be, you know, it might it might take you to a site that's bad, right? If, uh, if somebody tries to take you to a site that looks like Facebook and Facebook isn't the domain, Mm-hmm. Don't type your Facebook password in there. What that actually is is a form trying to capture Facebook passwords. Yeah, no, one thousand percent. Now, let's get into you know, hey, maybe I'm not just you know, if I'm one person, right, and I'm listening to this, 
I know that I can control basically what's going on. All right, I can control getting that uh, security software on my computer. I can control not clicking on phishing emails, all that stuff. But if I have employees, right now I have to entrust them. Yes. So obviously we're going to want to train. Um, what are maybe like if you can think of any good creative ways to maybe train your employees on how to detect or even notice a phishing email or, yep. or something like that. One of my favorites that I've seen some companies do, and larger companies do this a lot now, is th- your your IT department will send you phishing emails. Mm. They make it friendly that, fire. That, that phishing email, <laughs> it's not going to, it's not actually going to do any harm. Right. But it's going to clearly be a phishing email. What yeah. it actually does, instead of whatever it is that, that they're trying to uh, get out of you, your password or anything, what it actually does is it contacts your IT team and says, hey, this person needs more training. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so it's kind of a teaching lesson, right? Right. Like, hey, you're not getting fired. It's not bad. But like, hey, listen, let's sit down and let's help you identify phishing emails now. Right. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't want to turn this into any sort of disciplinary thing, right? right? Like, that's the idea with these phishing emails is they're supposed to trick people. And yeah. Some of them are very good at it. Yeah. And if your IT team is good, then hopefully they will trick people because you want them to do it the absolute best. Yeah. You want them to be very good <laughs> at it so that your people know, hey, these emails that look perfect are actually you know, they could be suspicious. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not they're not solid. They're not bulletproof. Right. <laughs> we do not want to be clicking on those. All right, well that's I like that. That's a good creative way to kind of get your team engaged and, you know, keeping them on their toes, right? And making sure that they're helping you keep the business secure. Absolutely. Um, any other things that you can think of as far as like little tips, little, little tricks for for making sure that you're keeping yourself secure with yep. with, with cyber? So we always think of hackers, right? Like you, you think of hackers the way you see them in movies where they've got, you know, a bunch of screens in front of them and they're typing really fast and, and they're able to break through a password with some sort of code they entered. It's not that. See it on it's, like Fox TV shows all the time, right? Right, right. It's almost never uh, that they've typed in anything super creative or that they had some way into a system it's usually one of two things. One, it's phishing, right? They got a password from somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first hackers just called and asked, and because it wasn't really common at the time, people just tell them. Uh, and, it's amazing how far it's come. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing that tends to happen is an exploit. Uh, these are software problems, okay. and they become, they become known online. There's probably something you could Google right now, right? Right now, today... You could go on and Google the latest exploits and there will be something that would let you into a system. And the way that you, the way that you keep those doors closed is basically just make sure you're installing all of your Windows updates or your, you know, your, whatever system you're using. You're installing all your updates. You're installing your security updates. Right? These are the things that we always kind of go, ah, we'll do it later. Yeah. Or you, like you said earlier, you have security. Right. Right. <laughs> um, your browser updates, that's another good one. Okay. Um, you know, if you're using... Um, you know, Microsoft Edge, Google Chrome, Firefox, any of those, install the updates to those as well. I know you've got, you know, everybody's got a million tabs open and we don't want to, we don't want to restart the browser because we lose our tabs. Um, but yeah. you want to, you want to keep that restarted because you want to keep those updates in place. Well, and that's what I would say is, you know, probably the main play devil's advocate here is like, you know, ah, they always ask me to update. What are the updates, right? Are they just putting them out there to put them out there? Well, no, right? Those updates are going to have 
bug fixes and security yeah. measures added in, right? A lot of those updates are really going to be very critical updates that you you might even see in the news. There was one in Microsoft recently where the print spooler uh, allowed you to get into somebody's Windows um, oh, system. Wow! And so you could just you you would you could if you knew the exploit, you could via the print spooler get into their system. Wow! Um, and the update came out within uh, I think a day or two, right? It wasn't a window that was open long, but if you didn't run it, that's just more time your system spent vulnerable. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is it's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You can't make it so that your your system is completely impenetrable, right? Even, even high-level companies and government agencies can't do that. What you can do, especially as a freight broker, is make yourself a tough enough target that it's just not worthwhile. Right, yeah. Somebody, a fisher, or, you know, somebody wants to, you know, hack you or something like that, and they see... Oh, well, they're actually, they got some stuff set up. It's like, ah, it's yeah, they, a small time score. I, I, right. I'm on to the next one. They try it once or twice and they move on. Yeah, yeah. Which is good, right? You kind of set up that kind of coat of armor for yourself. Right. You know? But the other thing to keep in mind is, even if you're a small business, you're a freight broker, right? You're, you're working solo. You don't have a lot of information. And you could say, who's going to hack me, right? <laughs> there's, there's two major retorts I have to that. Yep. One your customer might be pretty big. Yeah, that's And it true. might be worthwhile for somebody to get to, to your customer through you. Yeah. Uh, and two, a lot of the time, this this stuff, these phishing emails, ransomware especially, it's random. Yeah. It's just they put it out there, and if you get it on your system, they hit you. Yeah. Right? And and they don't, it does, they don't need it to be a huge, right? They don't need to shut down a major company. They don't need to, to get a, a million-dollar ransom or a billion-dollar ransom. Yeah. Um, all they, all they want to do is get as many of those out there as possible shut you down, and make you pay. I think that's a great first point that you made that, uh, you know, maybe your customer is huge, right? So if I know that my customer is, you know, let's just say Walmart, right? whatever, yeah. big, huge customer, right? There could be people out there wanting to get into their systems, right? And if you hook up and da- on a daily basis, you're logging into their systems, you have passwords, you have all this stuff, that leaves you very vulnerable, yeah. or leaves the company very vulnerable to you. You're the vulnerability yeah, if you absolutely. don't have any security measures in place. And, and Walmart's a great example, right? Their, their suppliers have logins for their system. Oh, yeah. I know that all too well, right, with the scheduling. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's another episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Walmart scheduling. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. And last thing I want to touch on is kind of maybe ethics or etiquette when, all right, it's happened I've been hacked, I've been broken into, and maybe my customer's information got leaked. What are what do you think some good ethical what you what do you need to do? What do you need to disclose to your customer, all that stuff? Yeah, so so it's not gonna be a fun conversation. Yeah. Let's start right with that, right? This conversation is not going to be fun at all. Um, you don't want to be having it. So the way to prevent the conversation is keep yourself safe. Right. Yeah, don't because <laughs> if you if your customer's information has been compromised, you have to tell them. Yeah, all right. Right. That was kind of a yeah, rhetorical question. But right. Kind of, all right, how do we maybe handle that? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, again, there's no way to make it a good conversation. You call them, you tell them, you know, feel free, soften the blow, right? Let them know, hey, here's what I, here's what I think got compromised. Um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily that they were after your information, that they got your information, but there was a window where it was possible, right? Yeah. Somebody compromised my system. Um, and, you know, one of the things to kind of do here is be careful about your passwords, right? If you have a different password, if, if it's not on your computer, right? If they can't get your password um, through through your computer, 
because they've got that one, right? Like if, if it's multiple levels right. of safety, yep. okay, they compromised your computer and they didn't get anywhere. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, you, you've still got to fix your computer, right. but, yeah. but, you know, you're, you've handled that situation. Customer's um, data is going to be okay, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, but I would still, I would still let them know, right? Hey, got hacked. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to it, your customer should really be pretty happy that you told them. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it, it happens, and it's, you know, unless you have a customer that's just an irrational person, right? I mean, most people are going to say, you know, I appreciate you reaching out and letting me know. Yeah. I think that's going to be the big thing and the key thing. And I'm not going to say there's a script to it or there's a certain way you should do it, but um, just be honest, right? Well, and, and the biggest thing, I think, for all of this is have a plan. Yeah. Right? Before it ever happens... Think about what you would do if your computer was compromised, right? Uh, not just what would you say to the customer, um, but which customers do you need to contact, right? Which ones do you have proprietary information for? You probably have some that you don't really have anything, Yeah. right? You don't need to worry about that too much. That's true, too. Know um, your customers. Know the data that they are sharing with you, and if it is uh, is something that some hacker would want to get their hands on, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then... So there, the other thing too to keep in mind is what are you going to do with that computer? How do you get how do you get it fixed? Mm-hmm. Because if you have a plan in place, you can put that plan in action and hopefully get everything back up and running right fast. Yeah. Because you know, do you have a do you have a second computer? Do you have something else you can be on in the meantime? Backed up. You still want to be booking freight during yeah. this time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so you know, think about that. Think about where you would go to get it fixed. Uh, you and I are lucky, right? If we if we have a problem, we're going to take it over to IT. Right. And it's We've got a good fixed. IT department. They'll take care of it. They know our computers. Um, it's the company computer, right? Because we, you know, we're employees. Yep. So they can they can take care of it. And there's no real liability issue where they can't touch our computer because it's not the company's property. It is. Um, and so yeah, that that is a very easy solution for us. If we were running our own freight agency, we probably don't have an IT department. Yeah. It's- very true. Right. So <laughs> so think about where you would go, who you would talk to, what systems you would use as backup in the meantime. Can you use your phone? Are you are, are you restricted uh, uh, to that? Um, do you have, even if it's just a friend's computer, you yeah, know, a, right. significant other's plan, computer, right. you're, if, you, if you use one to play video games, mm-hmm. right, just something to keep you going yeah. until you get your computer back up and running. Yeah, I, and I would agree completely. Have something, a uh, contingency plan is yeah. what I would kind of call that, right? doesn't have to be complicated, but you really should. And actually, I posted a blog about this on the uh, on the LDI website. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, it's it's exactly this, right? Just have a plan. It yep. doesn't need to be a complicated plan, but you should know what you're going to do. I said a couple months ago, uh, what would you do if you lost your biggest customer? You want to have an answer to that. You want to make sure if you don't like the answer to that, that you have a you have a backup plan. Same thing here. What would you do if you if your if your system was compromised? If you think about that and you don't like the answer, you Time want to, to work on that in place. Yeah. To wrap it up, have a plan. Have a plan. That's all you got to do, right? You don't have to know everything about the the inner workings of how it works, cybersecurity and all that, but have a plan in place for that cybersecurity. Like I said at the start of the show, the biggest thing to know is you have to think about this. Yep, 1,000%. Well, man, I I think we we got a nice nice information packed. You know, it might not be the most exciting information for for somebody out there, but... (laughs) Hey, it's critical, right? Just like we said, you, you gotta you gotta pay attention to stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, bottom line with with cybersecurity is, is people don't really get excited about it because it doesn't bring them in money. Yeah. 
until, they don't get excited about it, right? Right. <laughs> until until it's an issue and it stops them from bringing in money. Yep. And, and if now, you have a plan, yeah. And, and so having that plan can be worth a fortune to you. Yeah, one thousand percent. Well, Drew, I thank you for for getting on and, and telling us about uh, how to keep our businesses and our computers safe and, and locked up, locked. Get that body armor around it. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll probably be back next week with. Uh, with some, some operational stuff going as far as uh, some dispatch techniques and all that good stuff. So uh, stay tuned for next week. Drew, again, thank you. And, uh, Absolutely. As we always say, it comes out.